Thanks for listening to the podcast from That Church Conference. Conversations, resources, and training for churches and ministries who want to learn how to better relate and engage online. With your hosts, Justin Dean and Van Baird. Hey y'all, it's Justin Dean. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast, whether you're driving into work or driving home. We just hope you have a blessed day and we just thank you for... um, tapping into the resources here that we're trying to provide for free. Today we've got an awesome interview with Kim Meyer. It's recording from our Blab show that you just you do not want to miss these shows on Wednesday. You can tune in live. We do them about uh, noon uh, every Wednesday. And you can tune in live. You can give us your questions. You can interact with the different speakers and guests that we've got on there. And uh, we do a big Q&A session, which... If you're only tuning out on podcast, you're you're really missing out on some great content. Today's interview with Kim Meyer is just awesome. Uh, best interview we've done hands down. She is amazing. Uh, we are so looking forward to seeing her up in Chicago for the workshop, which is sold out. So you missed your opportunity there. You can always join us for the conference in Atlanta. Uh, just go to thatcc.com for more info about that coming up in September. Um, but we are looking forward to May 3rd up in Chicago. It's going to be a great workshop. Kim is from Granger Community Church up there in Chicago. She's the author of Less Clutter, Less Noise. Uh, basically the best book, in my opinion, uh, that's out there in church communications. It's been com- just enormously helpful uh, to me as I was being, getting out in my ministry. I know it's been uh, just super helpful for a lot of people. And uh, so... We're going to talk to her a little bit about uh, how she's re-releasing that book here soon. So let's get right into it. Uh, You'll hear Van first introducing uh, Kim. So here we go. Kim has spent almost three decades working with small businesses, big businesses, not-for-profits, tech, finance, PR, advertising, schools, and churches. They all have issues with communications for better for worse and learning from them all she's developed quite an act for finding the simple themes that increase organizational clarity and human connection she's probably cringing as i'm reading her words to her but <laughs> the way it goes kim spent the first half of her career sharpening her skill set she got a lot of impressive stuff done but alienated a lot of people along the way i can't wait to talk to her about that yeah, yeah. she noticed the diminishing returns to her hot shot portfolio she started sharpening her mindset and that's where the real communications magic started to happen. And we are going to talk specifically with her about that today. And it's what she loves helping people with the most. Kim is corn-fed, Indiana born and bred with a lot of frequent flyer miles. Home base is about an hour and a half east of Chicago in Granger, Indiana. Shout out to Granger. I think we have some people from Granger in the chat. That's awesome. Yeah, we do. She married to her husband, Mark, and they have two high schoolers that tell her what apps to download. And she has two, two cool cats. I met one of them on Snapchat yesterday. Typical cat. Typical cat. And she has two cool black cats who share their office with her, their office. (laughs) She has a daughter and two grandkids in Milwaukee. Her heart, Kim is a kid at heart who loves making mundane things fun. She cheers for the Green Bay Packers. We tried to get Aaron Rodgers to come on here today, but he was busy. Um, She exercises so she can eat more. She jams every kind of music, binge watches Netflix, and bites gadget addiction basically she is us in female form hey kim hi 
How are you? I'm good. Welcome. So glad to have you. Let's give her some praise hands, everybody. Everybody knows what the praise hands are about. They just hit them right away. I love it. So great. So outside the church world, is that just like a high five? Is that I a think so. Oh, come on. But yeah, but it's a spiritual yeah. high five. Like, I totally agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Praise hands for Tim. And Welcome it's a rule. The, show. The, the guest has to have way more praise hands than Justin. Just the way if, we do things. Uh, than the host. D- or just, just you. Just, yeah, okay. That's fine. Just you. That's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning to be humble, more humble every day. That's cool. That's cool. Just well, used Kim. to say hashtag Justin. Right. <laughs> hey, thanks for bringing all your friends to our chat, Kim. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that love you. Yeah. I'm trying to see. I was trying to see who's on the chat, but I can only see who's talking. In a, I can only see who's talking. Oh, you don't have the, ch- the chat on the right-hand side of your screen? I do have that, but if oh, people okay. aren't talking, I don't know who's on the call. But that's okay. That's okay. Hi, everyone. Yeah, lots of <laughs> friends. So, um are, we have to ask, are you okay, okay with us calling you the godmother of church communications? Do you know, I think so. Yeah? I think, yeah. yeah. Good, because I, I, you know, I think it fits well. Yeah, I think, I think it's a very endearing. I had to think about some other godmothers, godfathers. And, you know, the first yeah. thing that came to mind was like the fat bippity-bop godmother. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. You know, I don't know that I'm bippity bop, but maybe I am. Maybe you're the, you're, well, yeah. But then I got it like, you know, the godfather of soul, and I'm like, maybe I'm like the female the brown. There you and, go. <laughs> and so I think I'm just gonna like find the definition that suits me and go with it. You should <laughs> love you it. Should. Yeah, it's it's a it's completely endearing on our part. Thanks, thanks. I appreciate it. So, well, catch everybody up. You, wh- what are you doing right lately? You seem like you're the busiest person. You kind of been hiding a little bit though. You went dark on Twitter. So, yeah. like, what's up? I've been taking a little season of of a reboot. I've just come off of a great twelve years on staff at Granger, and so it's like you have a couple of you have a couple of chapters. I guess when you're in when you're working in the world as an adult for three decades, you know you you kind of go through some chapters. And um, so I came off of that chapter and with some wise counsel of people, um, I took some time to really debrief, you know, the previous two decades and figure out, Hey, what needs celebrated? What needs upgraded? What needs retired? Um, What is my family around me? You know, what do I love doing and what do I not love anymore? And um, do I still love the church? You know, because if the church isn't paying me, do I still love it? And that's a scary question to ask yourself. But wow. I intentionally asked myself that because um, I just wanted I just wanted to dig deep, you know, and I've been playing with these two new grandkids I've got. And these high oh. schoolers are hilarious. They're so much. They're so funny. Um, it's fun hanging out with high schoolers. So I've been doing that for uh, almost two years now. Um, and then just spending a little bit of time just researching again, getting out there and studying culture. And, um, and it's just like a new research season where I have spent the last two years, not in the weeds. I was in the weeds for 12 years. So what does that look like? How do you learn about communication and about yourself when you're not in the weeds? And so it's been a really, it's been a great season. So I think I'm coming out of that and um, you'll be happy to know very quickly. uh, I still lose sleep and love the church. Um, Good. Awesome. And I, that never and I, goes away. No, and I'm so fired up because 
there's so much help out there, more help than there ever has been, but yeah. there's so much bad advice out there. Yes. You know, True. before, I think when I started my career helping my church, there was just such a lack of resourcing for good communication tools, good communication help, good communication resources. Well, now there's no lack of resources or tools. Yeah. It's almost the opposite problem now. It's like you don't know who <laughs> to listen true. to. Gosh, that's so, so true. Yeah, so true. And so I, I think that's what's firing me up now is helping people sort through that. And it's like, hey, this this is good. And just because this exists doesn't mean that it's yeah. helpful, you know. So, yeah, the variety right now is is love. I'm loving it. And I love that I just like, um, like, you can't tell if I took a shower today or not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the greatest things about working. Yes. I'm not wearing pants. Stop. <laughs> Dang it. I knew it. You knew that was coming. Oh. I, I try to work that into every show. Yeah. Hey, listen, there's a couple of follow-up questions to what you're doing right now, but um, I want to just, oh, yeah. well, the housekeeping lines, we've got some people that are already using the, uh, the question feature in the chat, which is great. If you haven't joined us before, the way we do question and answers is we reward you guys for being with us live because we record this and we use it for podcasts that we put up later, but we don't put the Q&A on our podcast. So in order to have the Q&A, in order to have Kim answering your questions, stick around with us at the end. We leave, we leave a good chunk of time, usually about 20 minutes or so, um, to answer your questions. But to do that, in the bottom right-hand portion of your desktop screen, hit the forward slash and then the letter Q and then put your question. And that will actually pop in to our queue that we can actually put your question on the screen. And we might even ask you to call in. So if you need to put pants on, um, you can do that and join us. Um, we'll actually get you on the screen a little later. But Kim, now you said that was 30 years you kind of pulled back. Is that really the first time you've kind of taken that big of a break and, and, and try to reset, yeah. so to speak? Yeah. And I'll tell you, I, I got to be honest, not everybody has that chance. I mean, um, I, like the, you, know, you don't always have, you don't always have that. Sometimes your break is two weeks sometimes. And, and I haven't been like completely uh, quiet. I've just, I've really slowed my role. I've tried to go into a season of anonymity and really just study and research and, and have some fun and learn how to play again. I haven't yeah. played in a long time, you know, and that's so well, healthy though. I mean, it's, yeah, that's awesome. And I got a responsible husband. Um, like, cause if it was up to me, I would spend more than we make and I would save nothing. And <laughs> I would have found advice. but my husband is responsible and um, he's a God good provider. Him. And so it gives us a little bit of flexibility, but you don't, you know, you go through seasons, you don't always have that flexibility. So I've had, I've had this season that's like, that um, I f I'm filled with gratitude, but I want to steward it well. And so yeah. that play is like, yeah. it's spiritual that it's, it's with a purpose, you know, Sure. but I, I turned the corner last December. I decided, all right, I know what I want to do with the next season of my life, you know? Um, okay. And so I took December and I went and I updated uh, the old manuscript of Less Clutter, Less Noise and mm. expanded that whole thing with new communication, techniques, new yeah. questions, updated the back of the book with resources. And so that's going to come out in the next couple of weeks. And wow. because the point where that book is like, I, I was almost embarrassed to recommend it anymore. There was nothing uh. else out there like it, but the examples were getting kind of dated. And so I'm like, wow. You know, I was I was rereading it this week, and it's still very evergreen. The advice, mm. but the the examples, even like the screenshots and stuff, it's like, oh. what browser is that? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know. So I'm so, so excited that you updated it. It's so cool. Yeah. 
Well, and I'm I w- wondering, I'm wondering on that, on that line, because um, I've, I've toyed around with, because all the, everything that I share is, is like I'm stolen from somebody else. There's nothing new <laughs> under the sun when it comes to teaching and ideas for the most part. But the, to create a digital book that can get updated, like I wonder how you could possibly keep that going where you could, yeah, you could buy a book, but you could go online and, and see where the updated links are. And the updated Kindle updates and all that and stuff. stuff. I mean, I think that would be, that maybe that's the next season for you, Kim. Yeah, right. maybe. 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 <laughs> well, tell us, well, tell us, I know you're updating the book. What else is going on? So you took a break. You wanted to hit the reset button. So what's the next season look like for you? Uh, so I'm going to still build margin to, to really be working halftime. And I'm backing up my husband. He travels. He works with the Unstuck group and helps churches. And oh, yeah. so when I can travel with him, I do. I love it. We we we're having we both work from home now, and that is a blast. I was a little scared at first because you hear stories of like couples that retire and then they're at home together and like yeah. you're in my space. <laughs> and Mark and I like love being in the same pool together, but we have our own swim lanes. Yeah. You know, you gotcha. Yeah. It's gonna be nice. weird. We're having a blast working from home. The kids, yeah. um, I'm having fun with that and traveling to Milwaukee a lot to see my grandkids. And so I want to leave that margin, right? Because all those seasons of life, all those life stages, is just fuel for communication studies. It really is. Yeah. Um, and then the other half time, I'm going to coach and consult with churches. And hey. churches. that's, that's awesome. so cool. Yeah, yeah. I, they need I, some help. I ran into a few people who have taken your, your coaching down here in Atlanta. And I mean, everybody, anybody who has interacted with you at all always talks just so highly of you. So yeah. uh, and we do too. And we just love you. Thank you. Thank you. It's well, really a- one of the main reasons we wanted to have you on and, you know, we can certainly go down some other paths, but for the next 20 minutes or so, we want to kind of dive into something that the three of us were talking about yesterday and it just resonated so hard um, with obviously the three of us. And we think it's in our community going to resonate as well. And so I want to set that table up as far as what we want to talk about for the next 20 minutes. But again, just to remind folks, if you've got questions for Kim and I've already seen some really good ones coming in um, and also raise your hand too and tell us, Hey, I can come, I can call in. Um, If you put your question in, let us know you're, you're good to call in um, and we'll get you on screen a little later on. Um, Tweet, let people know you're watching. Um, If you're on your desktop, you can actually hit the share the last 30 seconds. And that will tweet out uh, to your people um, something you just heard Kim say that was mind blowing. Um, so that would be great. But the topic we wanted to spend a few minutes on, Kim, um, was one we don't we'll, only, we'll skim the surface. We're not going to give as much detail because we're being super selfish. Um, our folks that are going to be in Chicago are going to get this in detail, which is amazing and exciting for us. But those of us that work in digital in the church world we get super excited. And one of the things that resonated so deeply at that church conference last year was everybody in that room said it at some form or fashion that I don't have to explain what I do for a living. I'm in a room with people who get it, understand what I do. I don't have to like make an excuse for trying to do digital in the church. I don't have to convince anybody to do digital in the church. And so that community was so strong, but they all left and they went back to church leaders that don't get it, that don't, really understand why digital is so important. Can you start to articulate for our audience just what that frustration is like in your, in your 30 years and then what you've learned as far as how to ease that frustration? 
I think what's so great is I've got to um, and still continue to work, walk on both sides of that fence where I'm the one that's like, come on, you know, you just got to do this. And it's the best thing ever. And I wish you'd get it through your thick head. So that person, I've also been the other person and am on some days where I cross my arms and I'm like, "Uh, no, and I, I can't, I'm not listening. And there's somebody trying to convince me and I'm like, you can't convince me. Right. And so what's great is being able to pull from both sides of those. Um, and I think we get so excited and just like so jacked up and zealous about things. This is not right. unique to digital in the church world. This is human nature. Right. I mean, have you seen the Beachbody posts? Have you seen the crazy Christians? I mean, we get excited <laughs> about something. Yeah. And I think uh, my pastor used to say, um, I found Jesus when I was pushed in a manhole. So now I think I've got to push everybody else in the manhole to find Jesus. And we do that with everything that works for us. We shove it down other people's throats without taking the time to say, wait, what problem are you trying to solve? Oh, oh, here's what solves the problem. And so that contextualization, we, we skip over it. We try and hurry up and just close the deal without learning about the problem that our audience is trying to solve. And so. So important. Why do you think that is, though? I mean, is it just the mindset? Is that just human nature? Because that's that's universal, what you're talking about. We all struggle with it. It is. But let's take it back to your original question in the digital church space. So we get excited because we 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 it's not just a job. It's not just a hobby. It's not just a passion. It's our whole being. It's our soul. It's our body. It's our mind. And so when we're like, oh, this can help the church. This can help more people meet Jesus. We just kind of check the bot, the God box. And then we fast forward. We just go into execute mode because, you know, it's for Jesus and it's for the church. And, um, and we forget that there's still lots of stops along the way. It is not about, it's not just execution. You could, you you see both ends of the spectrum. You see people that just like process things way too long and never execute. It's just destructive, destructive to go right to execute without the processing and testing and prototyping. But I want to talk about the people in the digital church space. Um, we're, we love technology. We get excited about it. We get it. There's a lot of stuff that's inherent to just how we process and communicate. And, and, um, and we just live it and breathe it. And we, we want everybody else to get where we are. But that's not what God's asking us to do. God's not asking everybody to get where we are. We're always going to be a little bit ahead. If you're a techno person, mm-hmm. you're always going to be a little bit ahead. Um, the goal is to build some bridges to help people take steps, not to get where you are. You should always be foraging and pioneering and exploring and testing because there's going to be some things we play with and love yeah. that last for about six minutes. Yeah. Snapchat. I know we learn stuff from that and it, it, it informs other things we do, but we don't need to get everybody on board right away. And it doesn't apply to the masses. So, Find your, find your, that's a good reminder. Yeah. You know, and so I think that, I think that's why we get ahead of ourselves is because it's an all or nothing. Everybody's got to do it. No, no, they don't. That's and hard to hear. Why is that so hard to hear? <laughs> I think everybody can do something. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And in every, in every church, I think there's all kinds of levels of usage. And I think the best digital advocates yeah. are the ones that can figure out, here's a starter place. Mm-hmm. You know, we just need to make sure our baseline, if we're not doing anything else as a church, here's our baseline. Right. 
for the intermediate people, here's our set of things we're going to really blow up. And then for this small segment of like the real cool people that are trying to get on the inside tech track, we're going to do this. But recognizing that that group of people is a lot smaller, they're a lot mightier. They have a different influential pull, but it's a smaller subset of the audience. We say all the time too on on the show. We mentioned a few times like we would love to just see a church, even just a small church, yeah, just own one network, yeah. whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever, and just own it and do it so well and be the leader in that space and not worry about being everywhere and doing everything half hearted. Like, yeah. I, and we just we haven't seen that. Like, I don't. I mean, I can point to a few churches who are doing things really well but they're right. all over the place and they're failing in other areas where it's like man okay you're 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 nailing snapchat that's great 14 people are seeing that every week and you're leaving everybody on facebook with no replies no interaction and it's just it's just disheartening to see that i think it's because uh everyone's under pressure to um to do what their boss tells them to do so yeah. they get all excited and the boss, hey, we need to do this or we need to do this. And or there's a loud, there's a there's a loud asker, and it's it's the it's the what do they call it, the loud minority. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they just start acting on it. And there's few people that take that time to stop and say, wait, why why? Why do you yeah. want to do that? Again, what problem are we solving? And let's go. What do we want to happen because of this? If we just stop and ask those questions, it changes how we t- it changes how we tackle it. It's that old. We spend time on the what and how all day every day, and we really need to be spending time on the why, yeah. Yeah. and it really helps us refine it. So, Justin, to your point, um, and and also, I, I what makes me saddest is not seeing organizations and churches like personalize things. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I hear them come out, and they're like, "Oh, I see the power of." blogging or tweeting or snapchatting i keep telling my pastor that he needs to be i'm like no maybe he doesn't that could be the worst thing we had lots of conversations like that when i was on the team at granger it's like we do not need our pastor tweeting he would hate it he would feel the pressure of responding to everybody and if we catch him on a bad day there's things we don't want him tweeting it's wise but like he, he, at, a, at the personality level, not just the position level. Though. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So let's customize that. So we sat down and talked to our pastor. What does he love? He loves photography. Oh, wow. I mean, it loves photography. So we're like, all right, how do we capitalize on that photography? You know, and that's how we'll use your blog, Mark. Let's you take photos and then write your devotion around it. And he has been doing that now for six or seven years. What? It, not, he loves it. Where do, so, we, where do we find that? Do we markbeeson.com. Mark Beeson.com. You got that, Justin? Yeah, look it up. And so it. and we gave him permission. We looked at him and said, everything you post is just a gift to your congregation. It's another way for them to see your art, to see what you're thinking. But but Mark, don't feel the pressure of replying to people. We'll put that in your about. Just just this is not another place for you to field questions. Some some personalities can, you know, um, so m- customizing any tool we use for the personality van, I'm glad you added clarity that is, is really important, not just the personality of a person, but the personality of the church. Right. Um, so let's pay attention to that. I was just talking to a church this morning and 
they're they're real smart. They've got this. They've got the, they're 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 doing a lot of innovative things, and they they know that their target is like the thirty seven year old guy with kids. Like this is that's who they're really really trying to reach. And so it was interesting. They've actually hired a social media guy that's thirty seven. I'm like, really? You hired a thirty seven year old social media guy? That's interesting. And they're like, yeah, because we just wanted him to aim for our target, right? And what speaks to them? I'm like, all right, great. After he nails that he needs to build a millennial team that's using social media for a different audience because we don't want to only, that's the thing about, I think social media is like a garden and you got a row of corn, you got a row of soybeans, you got some cabbage and how you fertilize each row looks a little different, but it's all one garden. And so let's start, you know, when you first start gardening, you you try one thing until you get it. And then you move on to the next thing. I mean, my brother-in-law started out just growing tomatoes now it's ridiculous he could feed us for two years with the food he's got and like it's like three acres of this stuff but he's literally it, growing tomatoes or or virtual tomatoes no literally literally awesome. <laughs> that's awesome so yeah so i think we we should approach social media like that so once he nails the corn he needs to get some experts and start doing doing the other things you know um i don't, I don't Went off a little bit on a tangent. No, I mean to stick with the agricultural analogy. I mean, if, even if you do it badly, you get a lot of compost. That could be. <laughs> so, nice. I love it. This know. could be a whole new book. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I've got the perfect emoticon for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so again, I don't know how deep we want to go here, but you know, it's you mentioned communicating the why behind the what. I mean, just on a really broad level, I mean, how do you coach somebody through that? Because we're not, it's not, you've already mentioned it. It's not necessarily innate in us. We don't, we're very selfish. If, 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 if you've got somebody that, and I guarantee you of the people that are going to watch this, that are watching now, there's a conversation in the next two weeks where they want to push their agenda or talk to somebody in leadership about why they need to be doing something in that digital space. Like, so what would you coach them on as far as, okay, Hey, first of all, breathe, <laughs> And then where would you take them from there? Right. So I'd say the, the uh, one I just want to encourage, like it's worth it to keep figuring out a way to champion the tool or, or digital ministry. It's worth right. it to finding ways to champion, but we do need to lay down um, our aggressive agenda and kind of switch it to relational. I got to tell you, it is impossible for me. I think God has given some people the gift of, of just figuring, oh, what would somebody else, how would that feel if, if, if I did that? And they could just, I can't, I, I can't. It's impossible for me to have the burden of knowledge and to see something that's so great and not want to just shove it on somebody and seal the deal and launch it tomorrow. Um, it's really hard for me. Even if you tell me, breathe, that's not how you do it. I'm like, uh, okay, and I still shove it. The only way, so the coaching I give somebody else is coaching I give myself. I have to step outside the frame. I can't see the picture unless I step outside the frame. So I have to think back to times that I've been trying to, what's worked on me and what hasn't worked on me. When someone's tried to convince me that something is great, and I'm like, no, it isn't. Well, what were the successful things when someone tipped the scales where I was like, oh, and then I remember those approaches and I go back and apply them. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a couple examples. Um, there's a guy I used to work with and uh, this was way back in the day. Let's go back on a little history lesson, kids. 
Back in the day, there was a thing called blog aggregators. Yes. What? <laughs> I know. And uh, it was like, it was the hot snot tech tool of the time and blogs were coming out and so everybody's going around going, oh, you got to do blogs. Blogs is the coolest thing. It's a new thing. You got to do blogs. Got to do blogs. And it's just like so annoying. It's like when people come say, you got to see that movie. You just got to, you just go, why? Why do I got to see that movie? You know? So that had been going around for a while. And, um, and this guy that I worked with was like, Hey, you really, you got to sign up for blog lines. You got to sign up for blog lines. And then, and I'm, it was kind of like, I just wouldn't listen to him. So finally he he took a different approach and he came to me one day with some chocolate and uh, he sat down and he's like, I found, I figured out a way to save you time and I want to show you how to do it. And he's like, do you have five minutes? Like eat this candy bar. And he, he pulls up next to me because he learned after working with me for a little while that I learned hands-on I'm collaborative. I love teams, which right. is why I'm, you guys get on video call with me because I wanted right. us to be together, you know. Yeah. So he started figuring that out. And so he pulls up next to me and he pulls up my computer and he's like, OK, he set me up an account in 15 seconds. And he's like, now watch this. So he subscribed to three or four blogs and he's like, now here's how I use it. Now, Kim, what happens? This literally compresses time for you. So right. instead of spending a month reading a book. You can go through here five minutes a day and you've got access to this, 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 this. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I asked him a few questions. Yeah. And in five minutes, he was out of my office and he made me a rock star. Yeah. But he didn't push the technology. He pushed how it would make my life better. And he, he looked at how it applied to me. He knew yeah. I loved consuming information. Yeah. He knew I loved learning from experts. He yeah. knew I was yeah. pressed for time. And he knew that I didn't have time to sit down and teach myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, that's what I have to do for someone. So that's what I did with my pastor. It's like he loves photography. Yeah. He's not going to yeah. go back and set up the blog. I got to make this as simple as possible so he can just do what he does. And by the way, I'm not the one who set up the blog. Daryl, Daryl, a friend of mine that I worked with did it. So, but I'm just using that gist. And so personalizing that. So if there's somebody you're trying to convince right now to use something that, you know, will change their life, yeah. you got to think about how you're going to make it easy instead of just imposing it on them. I'll, I'll take you outside the digital space for one more example. You guys are okay. going to love okay. this one. Okay. So I got a call one day. This is one of my favorite stories from a friend of mine. And, hey, can you call me back? This is, is a guy in our church. And he said, can you call me back? Um, I, I just need to talk to you real quick. So I thought it was a church issue or whatever. So I called him back and he said, yeah, so uh, I got this great opportunity for you. I wanted to let you know about it. I know you've struggled with your weight for years. And I've noticed you put on some weight recently. And um, I got this new Nick, opportunity. No, no. no. Yeah. And I got this new opportunity for you. And it's called like, uh, I think it was called killer abs or killer glutes or something oh like that. God. So I let him go on for a while. And then I was like, um, I'm going to stop you for a second. <laughs> because I love you and we are friends. First, I just want to say, I am so glad that you had the courage to just like go there. Right. Like I know your heart and I know. Your, but a, I've never talked to you about my weight ever. Um, and B, you haven't asked me one question. You don't know what I'm going through. You have no idea if there's a medical issue or if there's mm. three, if you knew anything about me, anything with the word killer or glutes in it is not for me. <laughs> if it had said like R and B hip hop fun party, that's for me. Yeah. And so, um, I'm out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, so he had already sold it before he personalized anything for me. And we do yeah. that with digital tools too. So yeah, we do. You know, oh, it was called insane, but insane butt. yeah. <laughs> so again, this guy's a friend of mine. I love him. And he really got a hard goal, but he didn't take a second. It's like, how's this going to sound? Do I have permission? How does this apply to their life right now? Um, so, so back to your question, Dan. You think I'm not answering your question, but really I am. We're just taking the scenic route. That's fine. Uh, all of this is examples. You step outside your agenda and look at other examples, and then you can step back in your scenario and say, "All right, how am I going to approach this differently?" Yeah. So yeah. think of think of butt boy. Okay. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. And Think about how um, my friend was like, you've got to, you've got to, and it didn't work. And how he just sat down with me for five minutes because I'm a collaborative person. Now I had a boss that doesn't want me to come and sit next to him, roll up to his computer and give him chocolate. He wants me to put together a one page sheet of benefits and the link to go to so he can do it himself. You got to personalize this stuff. And I think the other thing, Van, is we forget that it's, it's a progressive buy-in. Yeah. Let's get a few advocates and zealots and then they'll spread the word. So we got to equip like five people and they're little fire starters. Yes. True. God, so good. I'm so glad we're recording this. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go back and there's so much even tweetable, even tweetable, tweetable, tweetable content (laughs) that as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, the, the relationship piece and understanding the people that you work with, is so transferable to anything we're doing in the digital world. If that was our approach every time we got online was how is this meaningful to the person that we're trying to interact with? Not just the people we're trying to convince to use it, but mm-hmm. how in the ministry world, how much more effective would we be if we had more of an intention for opening up Facebook just to listen to what other people are saying so we get to know them and we because we're sharing so much of our our lives on digital spaces anymore so easy for the church to cultivate that and learn from that. And, you know, that's what AB testing is all about, finding out what works with, with different sets of people. And so that's, that was my takeaway as you were talking, even though we're, we're talking about, you know, in the church from leadership and getting other people involved, it's still knowing those personalities. And if you're in a church that pays for those tests and helps you understand how other people receive information, that is gold in the relationship and in the co-working space um, to be able to sit down like that is such such an encouragement to me that you know other people that can have that kind of an approach to care that much one about what you you're trying to get across but care that much for the other person that you're talking to too i'm glad you took you you zoomed back out because once we find something whatever it is you know the tool of the day and we can see how it can impact the church and our community and it's just it's something that fills that space in between and we've already figured out how it helps our community at large and we're just trying to get everybody else to use it. That's where we have to stop and add that interim step where we show the people that we're trying to get to use it for the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. They've got to feel the win and they've got to, we've got to, um, we've got to give them the assurances that we have the same values that they do and that we're not taking them away from what's important to them. And actually we're getting them closer to what's important to them. So, and also, you know, I bring up my friend's example, you know, of him calling me and, and we can laugh about that. I, for that one example that... What, You're still friends. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that one example, it's just so hilarious. I mean... You Is know, he still selling insane bucks? What? He's still yeah, selling insane bucks. Okay. He's, 
He's changing. I almost googled it. Post a link. Or... Yeah. No, he's changing people's lives. He's doing a great thing. But um, <laughs> I was not the center of his target. But uh, all my point is, I've made like a thousand mistakes like that. Sure. Where I say things that make perfect sense to me, and my heart is gold, and I completely offend the person. I I can't be offended. Um, well, but, it, it sometimes but it is it like the person does actually need it. Like in your case, obviously was not a good fit all around. But and I, I did need it. I had put on weight, but well, he was not the one to talk to me about it. And he didn't have the information. So. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. it's, it's all in, in finding a way. I mean, Gary uh, Vaynerchuk, I always bring him up and I hate this, but he, he brings it up all the time. Like people, when he reaches out and says, how can I help you? People will reach out. Oh, can you tweet this? Can you do this? Can you blast this out for me? And he's like, man, had you, like one famous video is a guy was selling like taco sauce or something. And he was like, can you just spread the word? We're a small business. And he's like, Hey, I appreciate your hustle and, and actually having the guts to ask me that. But had you just sent me a box of taco sauce and said, Hey, I hope you enjoy this. Or I saw you tweet about how much you love tacos. Like that would have gone over a lot better because it shows that you were listening to me. You picked up on something I'm interested in and you, you know, were able to, meet me halfway by sending that to me like that just is yeah. a way better way to go about it. Like ask, ask to be sat at the right side of Jesus. Don't just sit there and go, Hey, look at me. I'm, I'm right. sitting here. <laughs> Jesus Duke. Step, Love it. A baby step for, for churches that are using Facebook. Don't ever say like us on Facebook. Gosh, Don't ever no. say that. Never. Yeah. And if yeah, you yeah. feel like you have to say it, say, if you like us on Facebook, we give you 10% off your coffee. Right. Or right. like, give me an incentive, like as a thank you. But um, oh, yeah, yeah I loved, the, totally. Go, go ahead. ahead. I, I loved for a season. I, I'm not seeing it so much anymore, but it was fun while it lasted. When Foursquare had the what did you have the the mayor uh, the mayor yeah, you're the mayor badge. Yeah. Oh, and I love yeah, yeah. going to the bars and restaurants around town. That if you yeah. were the mayor, then yeah. you got free meals. And I'm right. like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was brilliant. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like tearing it up. So yeah. So good. Well, listen, I, I mean, this is this is why we do these shows to have expertise and wisdom like this that you've lavished us with and we're going to keep talking, but for people that are listening on the podcast only after we do the audio version of this, hey, you're missing out if you weren't on the blab because we're getting ready to end the recording with Kim um and then we're going to go to a Q&A that you can only get if you're on the blab. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, um Next time, check out the live blab and come in and be able to um, do some Q&A with us. So we're going to set that up. Kim, just for the audio recording, thank you so much. It's It's been a pleasure, and I can't believe we, it took us this long to do this. Thank you. Really fun. All right. Thanks. That Church Conference is the only digital communications conference for churches. Join us for the two-day conference September 20th and 21st in Atlanta. And for more intensive training, sign up for our workshop May 3rd in Chicago. Go to thatcc.com for more info.